Hi, my name is Isaac. I'm Tyler. And this is Title for Hire. Title for Hire is back finally after a nearly month hiatus. It, we we took some personal time and pursued our uh, acting careers, respectively. We, of course, we did. <laughs> Apologies for hearing a second for this keyboard noise. I got to get back to the docket. Um, I also apologize for my audio. Unfortunately, I'm not in uh, Tyler's professional studio. I'm in my own home. <laughs> All right, so computer no, has a fan. Pulled up. Yeah. Okay. So today, up on the docket, we're gonna we're gonna be talking ineffective marketing. I think just in general. I mean, we're going to, we're specifically going to talk about films, but I figure we can morph this into other ineffective marketing. We're gonna be talking books based on games, based on movies, based on books, based on whatever. That's mainly in reference to the new uh, newly announced the witcher netflix series based on the games which i think are based on the books or maybe vice versa based on the films based on the books but whatever yep (laughs) and we're going to be talking what we're looking forward to for this summer 2k17 2017 and it's it's a fairly long list i was surprised we got as many things on the list as we did some of them by the way we're not looking forward to i just want to clarify okay and now we're going to talk ineffective marketing so I I really noticed this. I watched uh, yesterday. I got an ad on YouTube for it was a, it was a trailer for Alien Covenant. And I had actually been excited for this movie until I saw this trailer. What, what After, was this particular trailer? This is a trailer and the it starts out with one of the main male characters like I think they're at a party or they're getting drunk or something and he's, oh, we're going to have fun now or something like that. And then you see everything build up to, you know, like, oh, my God, there are aliens on the ship. And then the it, it's only like five, ten seconds long. It ends with the a black background and then the letters R, U, N, you know, run, show up. But they're not, you know, that you can see scenes from the film through the letters. So, but just the entire commercial made me kind of, kind of cringe. It was just, I, I just didn't, you know, I'd been excited for this movie and then the scenes they decided to show, I was like, oh, this movie does not look like it's going to be good. It's just baffling like how much they are showing though. I can't even keep track of how much Alien Covenant materials come out in just the past week alone. There's a bunch of clips from each of the characters' perspectives. There's countless trailers out there's a little short film like a five minute sequel to prometheus they released and a 10 minute clip from the movie and the other night on stephen colbert they showed a clip from the very ending of the movie with like the alien on top of their spaceship or whatever and i'm just i'm baffled why they're showing so much before the movie's even released i I don't know. It it seems to be that's like is that seems to be like the 2017 way of doing marketing and I don't really understand why. B, 
because it, I, I don't, I, I don't know because what was it? I saw the other day on Facebook, there was something that your girlfriend tagged you in about, you know, we don't need to go see this movie. Was that that movie? Everything, everything. Yeah. Everything, everything. And the, the whole plot of the movie was laid out beat by beat in the trailer. There's no point to see it now. It, uh, I'm just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand and why it's not like this is a new problem in fact I, i've been noticing this for the past couple of years like last year there was batman v superman dawn of justice crappy movie but the final trailer for that movie laid out the plot beat by beat like it even showed doomsday which if you're a novice to superman comics is the creature that inevitably kills Superman. And what do you know happens in the movie? Spoilers for last year. Superman dies to doomsday. So they, they don't hold back any of the surprises in that trailer. And before that, it was The Amazing Spider-Man 2 had bajillion trailers, showed Gwen Stacy's death basically happen on screen. Sorry, a lot of spoilers, but... <laughs> oh, it's... These are year old. They're not spoilers anymore. There's like a six week limit on spoilers now. Like in the mon, you know, like if this were like 2005, I could understand. You know, like if it were like right at the age of like, oh, there are places on the internet where people legitimately go to just spoil movies for people. You know, if it was a time before that, I could understand. But now it's like six weeks, and then you're not a dick anymore. It's, I don't even think six weeks is the is the limit anymore. Some people just wait for the opening weekend to be over, and then I see posts on Facebook, memes from the movies, and like spoilers and stuff. It's it's getting pretty quick. Here at that yeah, window. it's uh, another another trailer. This is actually Alien Covenant was mine. Isaac had War of the Planet of the Apes, and that one. I hadn't I hadn't necessarily been excited for I hadn't seen any of the trailers for it. I don't know if I'm just not in their target demographic or something, but I hadn't randomly seen any of the trailers and I have been a bad film critic and not gone and looked at any of the trailers just to see. Uh, but tell me tell me about that, Isaac. Okay, well, you're going to be really disappointed because I haven't watched it either. In fact, I've I've strayed away from all of the War of the Planet of the Apes trailers because just like Alien Covenant and stuff, I keep seeing trailers coming out for it. And now it says this is the final trailer. But I know deep down that there's going to be a bunch of TV spots coming out over the next couple of weeks, giving away more details and clips and stuff. And I basically just wanted to make this point that the final trailer of these movies usually seems to be the movie beat by beat because they have nothing left to show in the trailer that isn't just the plot of the movie. So I haven't watched it. <laughs> I know that's that's disappointing to say, but I really want to stay surprised for this movie because movies that I'm honestly hyped for, I feel like get ruined um, too much by the trailer before I watch them. Yeah, and um, straying away from movies since I'm a big old nerd and like video games. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda was that same way just this earlier this year. Oh they, yeah. Well, I th- I think part of it was that they. So I heard that they really liked the Fallout style of marketing where like what they did with Fallout 4, where they didn't have anything release until like a month before the game came out. And even then it was just like little port, you know, portioned off. And that's why Fallout 4 was so popular because nobody knew and they could only assume, you know, like Fallout 3 was good. Fallout New Vegas was good. And then Fallout 4 was kind of, you know, eh, middling. But 
EA, you know, EA tried to do that with Mass Effect Andromeda, but their problem was that they announced Mass Effect Andromeda like two years ago or whatever. So they like, even with their little tiny, you know, like, oh, one trailer a month, that's still two years worth of trailers, EA. Like, you got it. You got to realize here. And I don't, you know, like a game's plot can't necessarily be ruined the same way as a movie's plot can just because of the length of time it takes. You know, Mass Effect and Drama, I don't know, is that a, that's it's surely like a, like a hour, yeah, I was going to say, that's like a, at least like a 25 hour game. You know, it's, it's not something that I think you can watch two trailers for and have ruined, but it certainly didn't help that everybody already knew, you know, like what was going to be in the game. Yeah, when it came out. I would have liked to have been surprised about its place in the Mass Effect universe. Instead, EA made it very clear through gameplay gameplay trailers too that this is taking a place in this Andromeda galaxy. There's they're searching for a new home. They're the Pathfinders. They even give away that the main character's dad dies and that you get the role of Pathfinder from him. Like they didn't really try to hold back in terms of the plot points, and that's a shame because Mass Effect is a video game series often well known for its story, discounting the third game, which people seem to think is Well, that was just the ending on the third game. And even I didn't like I played it and I I mean, I'm not necessarily a big Mass Effect fan. I didn't I mean, I had like seen, you know, I basically knew the plot to the first two when I played the third and I didn't I didn't really think I mean, like, I think all endings are cop outs, like in a way. You know, there's there's no ending, I think, in the history of endings. You're going to be able to go, well, why did they end it this way? You know, you're not going to be every single ending to every single thing ever it has some sort of kind of little hole in it and so i mean i understand why people got mad about the mass effect 3 ending but i personally didn't see the problem with it i mean if the story before the ending is solid why do we have to bash the whole game based on its kind of disappointing ending i i don't think it really ruined the game at all but i just kind of sucked <laughs> <laughs> So I guess in synopsis and to to end this little bit, uh, we hate modern marketing strategies where they show everything there is to show. Um, Can you think just offhand really quick? Are there any examples we didn't touch on? I can't I can't necessarily think of any anything. I mean, that I care about it, but Transformers uh, 75 or whatever is doing the same thing like i remember seeing that trailer a bunch um and it has all the tropes like i i tell you i also hate the whole like slow down a popular song and make it all somber and stuff you know that trope trailers have these days it does that it lays the movie out beat by beat and now of course i'm seeing online like 75 clips of transformers 5 and just why <laughs> why are you giving away the movie do you want to make money <laughs> and i i think actually now, now that i'm thinking about it there's some 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 of these things almost have like the opposite effect that they release a lot of things but i i still don't know like the new pirates of the caribbean movie which we're going to get to in our pre-summer you know whatever uh i guess you call it a playlist in a way um <laughs> yeah. but I've seen so many trailers for that movie and I still don't know what it's about other than like, eh, it's Pirates of the Caribbean again. Like, it, I don't. Oh, I, no. I think, they, I think they, there's a. 
Oh, you. So you've seen enough trailers that you do know. Okay, so no, it's, they, it's just they just released this one is the thing. And I saw the other night when I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy two, they had literally a ten minute trailer segment just for for the movie. They had like two three minute clips of like the best jokes in the movie and then they had like seven minutes behind the scenes and also just like talking plot points and the final trailer for the movie shoved in there i think i know the movie beat by beat now like it was the most infuriating example i can't believe i didn't think of this before we came to record this but they they've given away the whole movie and how it was made and (laughs) probably the only parts that you'd laugh at because kind of cringy these days well yeah those those movies stopped being good i think at the second one not after but like during you know there was a there was like a turning point in the second movie it was just like oh, this isn't good anymore before they do a cheesy sword fight on a wheel maybe yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. all right well i guess we'll get on to our next topic books based on games based on movies based on books based on games based on, okay <laughs> <laughs> this was specifically in reference to the news that we were getting a witcher netflix series and that i'm i'm excited i'm tentatively excited about because i feel like that has a lot of potential to be really bad i mean most things do but i think this one more than most others because if you get the wrong writing staff there that either doesn't understand the universe or understands the universe too much it's not going to be good i'm also worried because the witcher has a lot of like strange and unique creatures that netflix's budget isn't gonna do wonders for it like hbo's might do for game of thrones like are we gonna get a lot of cgi abominations of these like mystical creatures i feel like it's just gonna look horrible on netflix yeah i mean we saw you know with stranger things there wasn't necessarily too much cgi they had to do at least it didn't in my limited like you know work with modeling and whatever you know animation it didn't look like stuff that would have been too hard to handle i mean it's obviously extremely hard to handle because it's you know not necessarily you know it's not just like oh now i want the monster to come out of the wall you got to you know do all that yourself but it didn't look like it was anything that was too terribly you know complex i guess i should say in terms of what's something that's already complex and so it um to be blunt it looked pretty bad the, the creature yeah. whenever it wasn't hiding behind a wall yeah. or something and it was in plain sight it looked like garbage yeah yeah it so maybe and i almost wonder if this because it's such a big franchise you know established franchise already netflix will maybe be willing to throw more money at it because they know you know like oh no matter what we do people are gonna watch like apparently you know kind of like their big thing with adam sandler now because apparently people are watching those adam sandler movies and they're still making money off of them or something even though yeah i i feel like it's people like my dad who it's because there's a bunch of old men who remember when adam sandler was in Waterboy and funny and they still think he is because they haven't developed their sense of humor in however many years since that's been. And so they see that and they're like, Ooh, that would be a good movie. And then they think it's good. Like what was the Kevin, what was the Kevin James movie that was on Netflix? It, know, it was like Paul straight Blair to Netflix. Well, I mean, that one's on there the, too, but the it's, it's a masterpiece of Kevin James's work. 
it's it's him i i don't even remember what it's called it's some action it's some action comedy thing where you know it's like oh he doesn't look like a secret agent but he actually is you know but it's funny because he's he's fat fat. yeah it's funny because he's fat and doing ninja stuff that and like my dad ate that movie up loved it watched it like three times (laughs) and he's not like a rewatcher of many things like he will actively change a channel when like repeats come on television so that was surprising to me but he loved it that was the okay. movie that did it for him. Oh yeah, God. I guess. And that's you guys. You guys even like gave. You know, you you guys even got on to me about it because it showed up on my Netflix account. Oh yeah. And you guys were like, "You watched that movie?" And I was like, "I didn't. I had no part in this." But anyway, now we're f- back off that tangent. Um, another example of this whole mo- books based on games, based on you know whatever the uh, Metro series of games. You know, Metro twenty thirty three, Metro Last Light. Those. I think at least 2033 was originally a book. Yeah, and then Metro Last Light is kind of the publishers, um, I think, taking creative liberties with where the story would go because it's not a direct adaptation of that book's sequels. Um, and I think those are greatly plotted games, and that's how you should probably do a book-to-video game adaptation because I read the Wikipedia summary after I finished Metro 2033, and the, the story beats line up pretty perfectly. Are you saying that maybe that would also make a good TV show? No, I'm just I'm just kind of giving another example of this whole, you know, like we've got we have one media that's an adapted into another, um, you know, because we're getting the Witcher Netflix series now. And so that's a video game that was adapted into a TV show. And I don't remember, did the books come first in the Witcher series or did the video games, was it a novelization of the game or was it a game of the novel? I'm pretty sure because I saw that back in the day, there was a 2002 Polish TV series of the Witcher and it looks garbage now, but (laughs) I mean, anything made from that. I, I think anything made around the turn of the millennium yeah, just is not is, is not going to hold up well. A year I, I, apart from track one yeah. is going to look pretty bad. I just anything from that kind of era, I don't think it's going to hold up well. Just because it was, we were kind of in that mid level of like computer technology, so they're all like, "Oh, we have all these new CGI techniques that we need to use." But the CGI has advanced so much in the short time since then that you can't. You know, now it just looks bad. It's no longer like, oh, it looked bad before when we had all the makeup and stuff. Now it looks good because it's on a computer. Now you can say, well, these people did it on a computer 15 years later and it looks literally lifelike. So I just think a lot of that's not going to hold up. Plus, there are some film elements from that time period I'm, I'm not really a fan of, but that's different discussion for a different day i anyway, also wanted to mention since, uh, since i'm still on, the- on this point i have to tell you my father is calling me and we need to pause the audio so i may speak with him briefly all right we can do that and we're back from isaac having to step away for just a moment sorry about so that. <laughs> uh we're, we're fine we're fine uh i just wanted to mention la- my last little thing since i'm still on my whole video game tangent right now um uh, that that it seems to be now we're finally getting into film. We see that you know the film and television is the big thing that we're adapting other mediums from. Like I wasn't there. I could have sworn I've seen a novelization of the Dead Space series of games. Like I think I think you're you're right. I may have seen that actually. 
I've seen it on on the shelf at Walmart, I'm pretty sure. So it, I think it used to be books that for like a couple of years there, books were the big thing. You know, like if you had a popular TV show, it needed its it needed its own book. You know, if it need needed its own film, needed its own whatever, you know. Yeah, like even Warhammer has a, an ongoing series of books. I don't know what came first, honestly. With well, I Warhammer. mean, even, even think about like Star Wars, the expanded universe. That's all books. You know, none of that's actual film or TV shows, really. It's all in it's the all. garbage now. According to Disney. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> but you know, it's still, it's still something. And another one that I th- could have sworn there was a novelization of, we've already talked about it. Mass Effect. Didn't that have a, I'm sure have at least a, a book. Yeah, I swear there was at least one author to adapt like a novelization of every video game series. It seems like Halo has one. Oh, Halo has a book. I didn't know Halo that. Halo has That's, several uh, books, actually. Uh, I'll have to know. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it worked out quite well, but it was great literature for fifth grade Isaac, honestly. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So now we're gonna get to our top hits of the summer. What we're most excited about. Uh, I guess we're just gonna go down the list like we have it in the docket. We're gonna start with film. The films, movies we're excited for over summer. Uh, we're, then we're going to go to TV. And finally, this is my category. I, I'm the only one, looks like, that has anything listed. Um, maybe I took, took all everything. of Isaac's... I was going to say I took <laughs> all of Isaac's picks. But video games, finally, since that's another thing we talk about on this podcast. All right. Starting with film. We talked about this film earlier. I'm not necessarily excited for it. And it didn't sound like Isaac was either. But it... It is a multi-million dollar, hundred hundred plus million dollar franchise. The new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And I really should have put dates these come out on these, May but I did. May 26th, because 19th is this Friday. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, more, more typing, uh, while I look up, while I find a schedule for these movies. I think The Mummy, okay. June 9th. Sorry to spoil the, that. Yeah, the movies, uh, yeah, The Mummy is pretty, re- like, pretty soon. Um, it is June the 9th. And Wonder Woman is June 2nd. I know that. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, okay, so Isaac has his next pick that he just told. Oh, he just said. Oh, I've spoiled it. But um, yeah, Wonder Woman. It's not something I'm necessarily excited for, although I do love DC characters to, to little bits, and I'm going to buy Injustice 2 here in, like, a few hours, probably. <laughs> why doesn't why doesn't that have a PC release? Uh, God, I'm mad about that. They'd, they'd but probably anyway. screw it up anyway. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman. Um, I've always loved the character, especially in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which are great animated shows. And I'm just curious, like, how could they possibly screw up a character as simple as Wonder Woman? Like, how do you make that dark and gritty with the lasso of truth and everything and her unbreakable gauntlets, I guess? Like, it's so simple and fun. And I just hope that this movie stays that way. And it seems like Chris Pine um, is going to bring a lot of comedic relief that the DC extended universe has been lacking. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious and it's positive curiosity, but I've been tricked last year with Batman v Superman suicide squad. So, so yeah, what are your was, thoughts? Um, I'm also, as, as you put on the docket, curious to see if it's a train wreck because it, 
it's a DC movie, so I'm going to go in, you know, if I go and watch it, I'm going to go in already thinking, oh, maybe this probably won't be good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that kind of weight on my shoulders going in and, you know, it's going to have to live. I think it, honestly, they just need to like try again with a lot of their stuff because now they have this reputation of like, oh, we can only make good Batman movies, but only when it's just Batman. Um, so now they have to, you know, if it's not like a 10 out of 10 movie, like people are like, well, just another DC film. So see that that's that's fair, but their movies aren't even five out of 10 movies these days. Like, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I they they've dug themselves into a hole and I think it's going to be hard to get out of. Maybe I think if they do a good job with Wonder Woman, they're on their way. But if they don't, they really don't. If I so. like enjoy it and my my nitpicks don't outweigh the positives i'll i'll be happy with the final product because my expectations are that low at this point of dc um you already mentioned it oh there's a dog that was the one thing i hope didn't happen oh mine are uh, locked outside i uh, i can't we got the lawnmower going so um yeah we're well, just gonna hear him a little bit he's just under a bed he's, barking he's at something cute. We'll figure it out. Um, relief that the Isaac and Tyler universe badly need. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, I, I my my next pick that Isaac kind of spoiled already. Why do we need a reboot of the Mummy? I mean, that film was bad enough the first time. I, <laughs> I don't see. It's baffling too. Like they they tricked Tom Cruise into being in this, and it was Morgan Freeman in the trailer. I feel like he was. I, I mean it's it's a fairly like big cast last I knew. Um let me let me click on this and see if I can get a cast listing. Tom Cruise headlines, uh Jake Johnson, Russell Crowe. Oh Russell Crowe, that's who I saw. Yeah. Uh Sophia Butella, whoever that is. They don't have a photo for her. So if they had bothered to ask Samuel L. Jackson since he appears on everything, um he would yeah. have been in it. <laughs> sure. They're describing the new movie, this is, this is actually really interesting, as an action-adventure tentpole with horror elements with new characters. So, so is this the, the same universe I, I don't, as I don't Brendan know. Fraser? I, don't, I, I would assume not. I would assume it's just the same concept. Um, in a role written specifically for him, Jake Johnson will play a member of the military. That's the least fun fact I think I've ever read about a movie. <laughs> um, he looks boring. Let's put him in this boring role. Yeah. Uh, so apparently this is Universal launching their new cinematic monster universe of classic creature features. Oh, that was a... The, is, this, <laughs> is this the same as... The Kong universe? Or this, is this? this is per Hollywood Reporter. Other potential films revolve around the characters of Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, The Bride of Frankenstein, and Vampire Hunter Van Helsing. So it's basically, let's remake every Gene Wilder movie. But serious this time. And I mean, they, they did have, back in the day, back in the 60s, when Hammer did the, these movies, they had like Wolfman and Dracula uh, yeah. crossovers. <laughs> back before it was like mainstream Hollywood thing. Oh, this is, oh, I'm just, 
this feels like it's going to be really bad. It is. This movie, <laughs> this movie plus all the other movies that they're going to make about other monsters. Uh, I, I can guarantee it. You're going to be hard pressed to find a, a positive review for the mummy when it comes out in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I was just, I mean, from all the trailers I've seen, I'm already scared. So whatever happened in that movie, the wall, not the one, not the one where they whitewashed the great wall of China, but there's some, it's, I think it's also a Tom Cruise movie. Whatever happened to that? Is that still coming out? I don't know about that, but I did see a review for it on YouTube. So I assume oh, it's I guess out. It's, I guess it's coming. out. Okay. I've just not kept track then. All right. Going on to our next movie. Uh, will this movie be as good as the hype cars three? Does it have hype? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of hyped. It's it looks interesting. It looks like an adult cars movie. And I mean, not like adult adult, but, you know, it looks like a cars movie that's going to hit some harder, harder boundaries than uh, the previous two have. So. Man, I hope that this movie continues Mater's days of being a spy. I think Cars 2 really fleshed out what the audiences wanted. But no, it looks like it's all dark and gritty now. And there's like Lightning McQueen like dies maybe i don't know i just we just see that he crashes at the very least which wasn't that the point of the first one though like yeah that he but this time he but this time he like rolls and there's like parts flying everywhere which i think is something we haven't addressed in previous car you know before it was just like oh they got a scuff and now they're better but now there's like parts going there's like he loses a tire it's looks like it's gonna be interesting i'm i'm actually excited in that sort of like i grew up watching these movies please let nostalgia blind me to the fact this movie might not be good kind of way uh it's cars 3 coming out on june the 16th i've never really liked the cars franchise that much even as a kid i'm just hoping that since pixar has kind of had this resurgence of good movies that maybe maybe cars will now be and now we get into my least favorite part of the uh, of the docket of the oh, film no. part of the docket. <laughs> Why do we need a Despicable Me three? Why does this need to exist? When does that come out? I don't even know. It comes out June the thirtieth. So that's a film I will not be watching. I already hate Minions anyway. Like I don't see why we need anything more than just regular Despicable Me. But. I understand that apparently suburban soccer moms that love to share um, minion memes on Facebook really give those movies staying power. So there's a Despicable Me 3. Minion memes um, don't even make sense. Like minions speak a, a nonsensical language, but all these minion memes have them like speak in English and like talking about politics and stuff. Like, what? Yep. did you see the movies? <laughs> and, no, I'm not defending the movies, by the way. I, 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 think I, just, I just love there's, there's something I've seen on like an old people Facebook page and it's like it's a minion meme, but it's got like the F word in it. And then it's like two of these two of these two women get like so mad that someone would share something with the F word and a minion at the same time. They're like, the minion would never talk that way. Please remove this or I will unfollow this page. And I'm just oh like, God. like suburban housewife, like they got nothing else to do all day. Um, that's one I will not be seeing. Another movie I will not be seeing. And I'm wondering why it needs to be made. The Emoji Movie. Why did that? Why does that need to happen? Why does it have Patrick Stewart in it playing? I mean, a piece I think he may be. 
he may be at the point in his career where he's just like, oh, I'll take any money they can give me. Like, I mean, he doesn't need to be there, but you know, if you're the, if they're paying you however many millions of dollars, job's a job, you know. Paycheck is nice. Sure is. I guess. I mean, maybe he's trying to start, you know, a, a new emoji movie franchise. You know, it's going to replace, you know, because he's he's fed up with Star Trek and now he's, he's like, going to see try emoji movie. He's going to be in a people. No, that was a horrible. What was that I was, doing? <laughs> that was like Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, Russell Brand and Patrick Stewart are now the same person in my mind. Well, hide it when people talk to me about Star Trek. I'm going to be a piece of poop and start a connected universe now. That was no yeah, one. There. They're going to be, um, uh, it kind of sounded like uh, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, one of those two, whatever the fatter one is. That was the most is. flattering thing you could have possibly said about what, that whatever, what, whatever the one, whatever the fatter one is, I always get him confused Frost, and I need to yeah. not. Okay. Um, okay. So now that we've moved past that ugh, cringy part of the docket, ooh, Isaac's adding something as we speak. You made me um, think of it. Uh, it's it's a movie. This is a movie that I'm kind of halfway excited for, I think, because I'm a sucker for like World War Two action films. Um, but it's hope. This is a movie that I hope is not just like basically a Saving Private Ryan reskin. Uh, the movie Dunkirk. I'm excited for that movie that comes out. When does that come out? Uh, July the twenty first. Oh wow! That that soon. It's yeah, I was surprised. I remember seeing stuff for it back in March and I was excited and uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's a good movie. I mean, I, I love the that story of Dun, you know, of Dunkirk and how they it was, you know, the failed D-Day back in 1941 or whatever, 1940, I guess. Um, and so I'm hoping they can do something good with it. I hope it's not terrible. Um, I like I'd really, Christopher Nolan. He's, he's yeah. a fine director right there. But did you know that according to Alex Jones, he put that in he he hides false flags in his movies and that's how we know that the illuminati is behind everything we should probably get off of that i'm gonna go on a tangent and that's gonna be real bad okay um dunkirk after that the pretty much the last movie i'm excited for that's coming out during the summer at least what i'm calling the summer which is june through august um is the Dark Tower the adaptation of the Stephen King? When does that come out? That is August the fourth. Whoa! I, I yep. thought that was a 2018 movie. I just oh. thought that he mistakenly put it on here. <laughs> August fourth, Friday, August fourth, 2017. And I figure they're close enough to be to you know where they can't push it back. I figure that's you know we're within three months now, so I don't think. Um, and I guess do they already have? two and three planned i guess i'm seeing on this website that i'm on um they're probably planned but if it doesn't make any money then those will be yeah i mean it's 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 seven books you know like the the book series is so uh i'm really hoping i guess getting back to our discussion earlier of you know books being adapted to movies being adapted to whatever um that one i'm hoping is a good book adaptation because i think that's something we've seen a lot recently is bad book adaptations Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Stephen King, it's easy to mess up his work. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got what Steve, you know, we've got that Dark Tower coming out, and then it. just like a, a month later, yeah, we've got it. And that one, I'm scared for it. Not I'm like scared. The book right now. So I'm, I, 
I'm building excitement a little bit, but I'm not scared in the sense that I, it's going to be a scary movie. I'm just scared that they're, it's not going to be good. I'm yeah. just getting that vibe. How do you cram a thousand page book into a two hour movie? It's, I mean, and they, logistical. they did, they were going to do that with whatever one of his newest novels, the under the dome, I think is what the, one of his newest books is called. And oh, yeah, by newest, TV show, by, think. yeah, by newest, I mean, you know, like four years ago, yeah. five years ago, but, um, yeah, and they they just they I guess they figured out oh we can't really do a movie so we'll do a TV show that doesn't follow the book's plot either as far as I was aware. But Isaac, what did you just you just added something to the docket? Talk about that. Oh oh okay. So we were talking about Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg earlier, and I thought, well, Edgar Wright is doing a new movie, and he's done No Wrong with Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim vs the World and everything, and now we have Baby Driver. Starring uh, Ansel Elgort, who played little Augustus Waters a few years back. Um, and Kevin Spacey and Jamie Foxx, this all-star cast. I don't know much about it because the trailer doesn't reveal too much, I feel like. But um, it looks like a fun, possibly um, comedy aspects will be infused in it because it's Edgar Wright. But um, I don't know. I'm just curious to see the product because I really love this director. And I feel... Like, this is the movie that Ant-Man could have been if uh, Edgar Wright had stayed on that project. So I just got reminded that it comes out soon. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I guess we'll move on to TV now. And these, I don't know what website I used to find them. And I don't think the website gave clear dates anyway. I think it was just like, oh, this comes out during the summer, maybe. Um. I'm not necessarily a fan of this series, but I know it's a big, you know, kind of blockbuster TV series. So it was probably worth mentioning. Uh, Twin Peaks season three is going to, it's going to happen sometime this summer. Probably, I think in June, maybe. Um, I had never, I haven't seen the first two seasons, but I know that it's like a big name in TV now. So I've seen the first two worth- episodes. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just very strange. So I don't know how it's, gained such a cult following over the years that it actually comes back to TV. It's, it's pretty impressive. Oh, oh, Twin Peaks season three. Um, that's premiering sometime this summer. I think again, I think in June sometime, if I'm not mistaken. Um, please. We're, I feel like both of us are kind of praying and hoping that house of cards season five will be a good season of the show because we all know that it's kind of had its ups and downs. How's the cards? At? Well, most Netflix shows do really. I, um, I'm going to be honest here. I haven't finished season one of house of cards. I haven't finished even season one. No, oh, I, th- <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I guess, I guess I'm confusing you with, uh, Michael. Maybe I, I could have sworn you had seen everything. Up I think to... Hunter also has uh, yeah. seen all the seasons. I just, I mean, it seems good. It, it really does. Just I, for some reason, can't make it past like the sixth episode of season one. Like there's the peach butt dome, mm-hmm. and then that's usually yeah. where I stop watching the show. <laughs> that's they. I think they tried to kind of be like Veep in that regard. You know, the Julia Louis Dreyfus show that's a comedy about government. I think they tried to kind of take it in that direction because they realized like, oh, we just can't have. I'm going to spoil. We just can't have Frank murder people all the time. You know, it's too, a little too dark. And so. how, how relevant can it be having an evil president on TV when 
you know, an evil president is in the White yeah, House that, right now. Yeah, that real life. Like, is it um, going to seem tame? <laughs> I just, you know, I'm I'm interested to see what they, because I guarantee there will be thing, you know, little, little subtle jab. da- jabs at Donald Trump. I'm just wondering what they're going to be. Um, okay, so um, another one that, I think we're both hoping is a good season that now I know we're both hoping is going to be a good season. Uh, Game of Thrones season seven. Oh, for sure. And this is what the second season past like book territory. Yeah, I think so. I think we're now into technically completely writer, you know, like HBO writers, but they also, they know the ending already because of George R. R. Martin. Yeah. He's but giving them some kind of outline or something. Yeah. It's because, well, they, he gave them the outline cause he said, you know, like in case I die before I finish the books. And it's like, well, if you just write the books in the first place, <laughs> yeah, <just> hurry up. <laughs> waiting how, how many, I don't know how many years now for winds of winter or whatever the next one is called. I think, it's been at least six years since the last book because I'm pretty sure it debuted alongside the show. And then now it's just like, I, I always hear like, Oh, George R. R. Martin has written two pages. <laughs> it might come out, <laughs> but, uh, God, oh, please don't die. Robert Jordan died before he could even finish the wheel of time. And I'm afraid that's going to happen to Mr. Martin. Yeah. I mean, maybe if maybe HBO is paying for him to be like, maybe he gets frozen overnight, you know, like he, they, he's, they've figured out how to unfree, you know, freeze people and unfreeze them. Like all these rich people, you know, like Walt Disney, um, maybe they figured out how to do that with him. And so that's every single night they just put him in cryogenic stasis that way, like his body doesn't age. That's right. And so he can, he can productively, uh, use the daytime to plot and uh, write. and also and also just go to cons and mess around because that seems like that's all he does anymore is go go to random conventions and just like talk on panels for no reason. We're gonna need um, him to stop that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not salty. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> this one is not a TV show, but is a direct to TV movie. So I didn't I didn't feel it was necessary to include in the film section because it's not going to the uh, to the big screen. It's going to the silver screen. Uh, Is this really happening in reference to Sharknado 5? I was unaware there was a Sharknado's three and four. Uh, I think Sharknado 4 is they they went to space, which I don't know how Sharknado forms in space, honestly, but it's. Oh my god, now dad's calling me back. Hold on. All right, we're back now. Um Sharknado 5, yeah, yeah, why? Um you have two talking points up next. Okay. Well, um we've talked about this show before in um our second episode the Sci-Fi Extravaganza. Now we have footage of it in a pretty extensive first trailer for Star Trek Discovery. Um and I want to make my thoughts very clear right now. Oh, dear God. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I am extremely scared. It's it's got it's I don't know. It's like it's made for 12 year olds, you know, where they're like they're like, oh, man, there's an explosion. But we can't shoot those people because we're Starfleet. Oh, no. What are we going to do? like just stop? Like we get it. It's a prequel and they don't know what to do because whatever. But I just be Star Trek. Just. 
why are we in this time period too? It, it's so gimmicky to be ten years before Kirk, as the trailer says. Like, oh, it's, stop oh, it. My, my species it, was created to sense <laughs> death, and I sense it now. Like, fun. what is that? <laughs> I sense it. But oh. and, and then the CGI looks like it's a sci-fi original series because uh, CBS has let the series to die on their all-access thing. Just, oh man, this could have like been a bad fan this film. This could have been so good, and it, oh, okay. Let's let's not think. I don't want to be sad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, another exciting time around when Game of Thrones comes out, also in July. Rick and Morty season three. It's been like what two years now since season two. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> yeah, technically not because of the whole April Fool's first episode, but yeah, but I mean, like full season. Yeah, which um, yes, that episode was amazing though, and that speaks uh, monuments well lots to um, <laughs> how I tried to think if that was the correct wording to, to how the rest of the season will be I feel and Rick and Morty's always been really clever and a uh, funny sci-fi comedy have you watched a lot of Rick and Morty I, I, I've watched I uh, season one I haven't watched anything past that though um, and I mean like I, I see where the it's, it's one of these shows where I see where the comedy is I it's just not my brand of comedy like I respect people for liking it and I don't you know I understand that it's breaking new ground you know it's doing good things it's just not my style of comedy so I haven't seen anything past season one yeah that's fair that's fair so yeah just pretty much acknowledging that it's finally coming and hopefully it holds up to the April Fool's joke yeah. episode I guess. Um, all right, moving on. Since we're kind of kind of on a rush right now, um, we've got our games that are coming out over the summer that I'm at least that I was able to find that were coming out over the summer because we all well games you know are the big you know kind of release date um, wild cards because we never really know when they're coming out because we can just re- delay the release date however long we want. Uh, a game I'm excited. No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a game I'm excited for, uh, Dirt 4, and I'm just wondering, is it going to go back to, you know, the Dirt 1, 2, 3, Dirt Showdown routes where it's kind of arcadey, or is it going to be Dirt Rally's big brother and expand on that? I kind of hope it expands on Dirt Rally, because I'm really enjoying that game. I don't know anything about Dirt, but it's got cars. Yep, it's cars, and they're <laughs> not on the road sometimes, and there we go. Um, the PS4 release of Elite Dangerous, and that's a game that Isaac and I both hold very dear. Elite Dangerous is so oh, good. That game is so good. Um, I mean, I do see some of the like mile-wide, inch-deep kind of things, but I still love that game to death. Um, I think it's my most... Yeah, I think- the PS4 should probably be able to handle it. Like I mean, they've already got second. it. They've already got it on Xbox One. So um, maybe, maybe we'll finally get like open play is truly open play since because you know Rocket League has like cross platform play. So maybe we'll finally get that with Elite Dangerous because as far as yeah, I'm aware, that doesn't happen yet. But. Yeah, that would help with the the problem. Maybe a lot of empty space. Yeah, finally see a lot more players occupying stations and whatnot. Um, we're going to get, there's one we're going to get to last. I've got it in the middle of the docket, but we're going to get to it last. Um, cause I want to talk a little bit about it. Um, anyway, uh, a game I'm calling chili dog simulator, 2017 Sonic forces, AKA project Sonic, AKA 
please be better than Sonic 06. Um, it's a new new Sonic game finally, and that's not that looks like it's not going to be bad. And also, there's create a character, so you can create your own hedgehog. Um, what is this? I, I don't know a lot about Sonic so, courses. I know about Sonic Mania, but so it's the- it's a new Sonic the Hedgehog game, and I it's they're I think they're finally going to the whole like Super Mario 3D World kind of thing, you know, or the Super Mario Galaxy, I guess is what really patented that. But you know, they've they've gone from the side scroller to now they're in 3D space, and uh-huh. it's I think it's a regular Sonic game just in 3D space now, and you can create your own character. You can I think you can either choose to be you know like one of the classic Sonic Tails, Knuckles, um, Shadow. Isn't that one of the I yeah. one of them? One of them I know was a really edge lord looking character. I think that was yeah, Shadow. But yeah, you can I think choose to be one of those, or you can make your own Sonic. You can. Which the fan fiction for the Sonic series has been doing for many years yeah, now. I've seen lots of characters can be canonized. I've seen I don't remember I was watching some random YouTube video the other day about Sonic and it was there was like a somebody found a bunch of demos of like Sonic games that never got past like QA and Sega and some of them were like really weird. Um there was one it was like Sonic Movie Maker but there was it was so it's sonic movie maker and like that's already kind of like cringy but then it was like you fed Sonic. like there was a scene like sonic was in like a hospital bed and he somehow looked thinner than usual and you had to force feed him chili dogs so his stomach grew it was it was very disturbing it was it was really disturbing and so like you're filming this whole thing and it was was really disturbing um but then you got to like edit your movie together and make put effects on it or whatever and you finally showed you know at the very end it was a little freaky um but there was a create a sonic in that little package that um I guess they maybe figured out they could reuse, I guess. I don't I don't really know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um and also coming out during the summer, like every single major franchise but on the Nintendo Switch. It, I uh, I didn't see this. So does this mean that we're getting third uh third party support? Oh yeah, they're finally getting Yeah, I I saw I looked like when I looked at like the, you know, when I just like Google searched summer games 2k 17 it basically was just like nintendo switch nintendo switch nintendo switch nintendo, like that games awesome. games that already like were out but the nintendo switch version so oh is it like all last gen it's games? well it's, i don't think it's like last gen games but it's i mean some of them are current gen i some of them maybe last gen i didn't really look i just saw that like every single one i had already heard of and i knew were on things other than the switch so that's good that finally uh nintendo getting some of those third-party games back and our final final game we're going to talk about that i think i'm the most hyped for in this entire list middle earth shadow of war the sequel to middle earth shadow of mordor that's the name of that game right yeah yes you're right i I checked my steam library i was i was about to open steam and check um I love Shadow of Mordor. It's the most fun I've had playing that sort of kind of action adventure game in a long time. Very, very long time. Uh, the setting certainly helps, but, you know, it. I don't think it was all just the setting, you know, that I'm already a Lord of the Rings fan. 
yeah it's it's the gameplay mechanics are just really really fun to mess around with like the the hierarchy system and everything yeah just- it was gonna and they're expanding on that in shadow of war um so that, that looks really good i'm just kind of scared by how much they're putting out of the game like how how much footage there already is like on the one hand i appreciate that there's this much footage of the game i really you know really would like to know what the game is like before it happens you know before it's out but it's also one of these you know like oh now i can look and pick apart like oh i don't like the way that menu looks or you know that that gameplay element works and yeah now you can even compare like the gameplay trailers though like that first one that revealed trailer looked amazing like all the graphics and stuff and then they revealed another trailer which was them storming some kind of castle well another castle and uh it didn't look as good. Like the graphics seemed to have downgraded. The mechanics didn't look as like solid. So I wonder if that's like actual gameplay footage and the other one was pre-rendered a little bit scripted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I figured that release trailer was, you know, designed to build hype immediate from the start. And that way, you know, like build the hype train to its max and then let it kind of cool off. So I figured that first one was not necessarily pre-rendered, but it was definitely that, you know, we're showing the best of the best of that game. And then the, gameplay trailer you mentioned i figure they you know were like oh we need to let them look see what the game is like so yeah um, let's be honest here this is what the average experience is um but yeah don't get me wrong very hyped very no hyped. i'm yeah, i'm extremely excited i think it's going to be the first game i pre-order this year probably the only game i pre-order this year i've so. never pre-ordered a game i do it the one. one game i have pre-ordered in my entire life guess guess what it is pokemon x no no man's sky oh no i got on that hype train and it was bad it was oof i should have known you could take comfort in so many other people uh, yeah and they i i didn't even i couldn't even get a refund for it on steam they i played past the refund point so that was sad sad time in my life but this one is probably not gonna be the same way hopefully Maybe not. I don't know. Yep. Uh, I guess I'm going to, I'll end this week with a joke. What's Al Capone's favorite Overwatch character? What? Mashy. All right. That was my stupid, stupid. that was my stupid joke of the week. Um, That was like the one stupid thing. I'm hopefully the one stupid thing I've said all podcast. Um, it's like an onion though it has layers you pick it apart because it's like Al Capone spoke that way because he was a gangster but it also sounds like Mercy the Overwatch character yeah there you go I'm I'm telling you it's revolutionary Um, anyway we're going to make sure that's the only thing in the podcast this week we're going to edit out the other 50 minutes so you're welcome everyone 10 seconds just for that joke that's the only, that's the only thing. We're going to use 10 seconds of our SoundCloud upload limit and for that. I mean, why not? Yep. Quick upload? Make a quick buck yep. off of it? Yep. Who cares? All right. <laughs> we, we have been Title for Hire. I've been Tyler. Yeah, I've been Isaac. Uh, you can, now I'm someone else. Yep. And... <laughs> 
you can you can find us on iTunes by searching Title for Hire. You can find us on TuneIn. I think it's just TuneIn.com slash Title for Hire. Maybe not. I need to look on that. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. That one I know for a fact is just SoundCloud.com slash Title for Hire. We're on Stitcher if you just search Title for Hire there. We have a website now, TitleForHire.wordpress.com. And I think no matter how you type that in, it should no matter the capitalization, I don't think it's case sensitive. Um, we find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash title for hire. Uh, if anyone out there listening is, does a podcast or knows someone who does a podcast fairly professionally, uh, could you contact us? Maybe message us on Facebook, something, um, about hosting services because that's i'm starting to run into problems here on soundcloud i'm we're going to get close to the upload limit here before too long um oh and by the way we're blocks big boys thanks yes, to uh, we, a nickel a nickel donation from one of our good friends we have been blocks big boys we uh, i'll go edit that at the beginning of the podcast probably okay. um <laughs> but if anyone out there knows any good hosting solutions that are fairly cheap i mean I'd be willing to pay some amount of money, but not too much. I, I am a college student, so we're kind of kind of limited on on budget there. If anyone knows anything about that, um, please get in touch with us as in some form or fashion, uh, be it a comment, whatever. Just let us know. Um, and if anyone out there is commenting or anything on our SoundCloud or whatever else you can comment on, um, let us know what you're excited for for the summer you know it's it's going to be exciting it's going to be it's going to be a fun fun summer i'm hoping a lot of stuff yep a lot of stuff coming out all right well we have been blocks big boys formerly known as title for hire then also in the future known as title for hire thank you so much for listening this week has been a production of Title for Hire Studios.